Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adenta branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God. Are you excited to be here this afternoon? How many of you are sold out to Jesus? If you are, then I want you to be upstanding. I want you to dance with me this afternoon as we sing sold out. Amen. Save me, say, my God, he loves me. He 
says joy in our heart. Let's welcome our Father, Bishop Edwin Morgan. service clap your hands for Jesus let's pray what a blessing to be in your house what a privilege to know you thank you for the opportunity to hear your word to experience your light and to step into the river of life that transforms our lives. Speak to us, Lord, today. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. And I want to welcome you to church today. Your life will never be the same again. How many of you are in church for the first time today? This is your first time of coming to church. Oh, clap your hands for them. Oh, I can't hear your hand clap at all. I want to welcome you. I believe that God is going to bless you in this service. I believe that your life will not be the same again. Amen. I want to continue sharing on the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5. 
and seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and began to insult them. Sorry. He opened his mouth and began to sing profane songs. What happened when he opened his mouth? What did he do? He began to what? Teach. May you also one day open your mouth and begin to teach. Right now, I've opened my mouth and I'm teaching. But the devil wants you, when you open your mouth, you are rapping a girl. Or you are singing some useless song. But there's something far better to do with your mouth when you open your mouth. And that is to teach. May the Lord fill you with his word to such an extent that when you open your mouth, no matter your age, some scripture will come out. A word of encouragement will come out. A nice encouraging word. Yes, a word that strengthens somebody. Jesus opened his mouth and began to teach. That's the best life. I'm telling you. There's no life higher than the life of teaching. You see, when you teach someone, it means you are a source of light to the person. And there is nothing as powerful as being a source of light and life to someone. So the Bible says he opened his mouth and began to teach. And that is why, that is when he began to teach on the blessing of the Beatitudes. And he began by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. The people who remain in the kingdom of God and last for a long time. I got born again 32 years ago. By the grace of God, I'm still in church. The people who inherit the kingdom of God are those who are poor in spirit. That is, they are, they, they are always in need of something spiritual from God. They are, they, are, they are never full. It's like, I know it. The people who remain and inherit the kingdom, possess the kingdom, are those who are constantly looking for something spiritual from God. That's why you come to church. If you were full, you wouldn't be here. If you knew it all, you wouldn't be here. And that is when you begin to fall away. So may there be a consistent and constant spiritual poverty to let you yearn for more, to let you beg for more. Poor people beg. You should be able to beg someone. Teach me something. When you read the account in Acts 8, when Philip went to Gaza, he saw an Ethiopian man in his chariot, on his chariot, reading. 
And the man didn't understand what he was reading. And Philip asked the man, do you understand what you are reading? And the man said, how can I accept someone to teach me? Accept someone to teach me. Let's, let's, let's look at it. Are you there? Yes, Acts chapter 8, verse 27. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to the chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard the man read the prophet Isaiah and, uh, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I? Verse number 31. Right there. How can I? How can I? How can I? This man was poor in spirit. No wonder his name is in the Bible now. Yes. He said, How can I accept some man should guide me? That must be your attitude. That someone should guide you. Someone should guide you. That is the young boy or the young girl who grows up to become very great. The people who don't go anywhere. Some of you sitting here today, maybe today is your first time. It can easily be your first and only time of coming to church. (laughs) Almost a waste of time. Because you don't have a hunger in you. You don't have a desire. He said, how can this man wasn't a small man? I mean, go back to verse 30. 29. 28. He was returning and sitting in his chariot. You don't even have a bicycle. Somebody has a chariot with horses. <laughs> Even that man wants someone to teach him. Do you know his job? Look at the next verse. The, the previous verse, sorry, 27. A man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority. You, who even knows you in your area? A man of great authority. When the Bible says a man has great authority, there's no joke, not even one drop of joke. And he had the charge of all the treasure of Queen Candace. He was in charge of all the money of this Ethiopian queen. All the money. Powerful man. You don't have even four shirts. Nobody can guide you. That is the man. Oh, that's the man. He's the same person. The man of great authority. The man in charge of all the treasure. The man who owned a chariot and sat in one. He's the one saying that someone should guide me. That's the man. <laughs> you haven't passed BC. Some of you, they can't even find your papers. Your WASI exam papers you wrote. They can't find some at WAEC. As you are sitting here, you, you, you don't have all your subjects. Because some papers are missing. We can't guide you. You can't humble yourself. You can't be born again. You cannot say, Lord, lead me. 
Lord, give me a pastor. No, 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 no. You are a big man. Meanwhile, you have got nothing. This is a man. He owns a chariot. He's a minister of finance. Yes. Minister of finance. And a man of great authority. He is looking for someone to guide him. Amen. So that is a man. This, this man, you see, this scripture tells us that no matter how big you are, you can be poor in spirit. Yeah. Hungry for something spiritual. Hungry for God's direction. Hungry that someone should teach you. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For this is the kingdom of God. Are you there? Yes. And what else did he say? Blessed are they that man. Then also, for they shall be comforted. Get the message. Go to the podcast and listen to it. I've taught powerfully on this. Number five, verse five. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek. Humble people inherit the blessings on the earth. You can live your life on earth and have nothing. Zero. Nobody gives you anything. You don't have a car. You don't have a house. You don't have a beloved. You don't have a husband. You don't have anything. You don't have even max. Max. You don't have grades. You don't have a score. A good score. Nothing. Because here on earth. Here. Not heaven. No. Here on earth. There are things to inherit. Are you Kuma here? Oyarefa here. Adenta here. Frafraha here. There are good things. Isaiah chapter 1 says, If ye be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Every land has something good in it. Yes. You may think it's a desert, but there is something good there that some people are chopping. May you never be without an inheritance on earth. May you have an inheritance. May you have something. May you have something. May you inherit a blessing. May you not be empty-handed. May you never have nothing. It's not right. It's not right. And that's why you have to come to church. You see, one nice thing about church is that what you hear in church, eh, you will not hear it in a thousand years in school. I've been to university. Maybe I don't look like a graduate. No, I'm just informing you. I, I may not look, I may look like an area boy. But I've been to the university. Yes. I've spent 12 years in the university. Yes. Doing one course. And four years in another university doing another different course. 12 plus 4 is what? 16 years. In the university, that's just university. People go to university for 3 years. Doctors, 7 years. Mine is 16 years. I'm the one telling you. There is something here for you. Be humble. you go to school, 
you go and use a, a paw to get seven ones in BC, it's like nobody can control you again. You are a man of God. Blessed are the meek, humble. We, we, we've learned all these things, the meanings. Docile, easy to manage. Don't be difficult to manage. Yes. Blessed are the meek. Some people are not manageable. You can't manage the person. Because they are big. Blessed are, the, are those who are easy to manage. For they shall inherit the earth. The next beatitude. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they... They are the ones who will have fulfillment. Look, let me tell you something. As you go, when you live here, you go to go out of church in the car park in church town. Most people you see are disappointed. Most people will never find what they are looking for. And those who find what they are looking for, they will discover that it is a plastic toy. It's not real. Most people are disappointed. Hmm. You want to marry a man who holds you in his arms and swing you. You rather hold your dress and lift you up like that. Like that. And put you down. And warn you. This is your last time. Your last warning. <laughs> it shall not happen to you. I say it shall not happen to you. Yours will be romanticizing romantics. Hey! That is why you must hunger and thirst for righteousness. That is doing the right things. They are the ones who shall be filled. That is, these are the ones who will be fulfilled, who will not be disappointed in life. Don't set your eyes on wrong things. You will not be full. You will be empty and broken. Don't start it. Please, Debbie, don't start it. Don't start it. The Bible is more current than tomorrow morning's daily graphic. The Bible is more current than tomorrow morning's daily graphic. Yes. When the Bible says something, coolly obey and drop your own ideas. He says that the people who desire hunger and thirst for righteousness, they are the ones who become full. They are the ones who live a fulfilled life. It's like they are not disappointed. Anybody here who is hungering and thirsting after evil things. Sin. Your hunger is for clubbing. You want to go to club tonight. You are chasing a girl. Somebody, you have come here today because a girl is here you are chasing. That's why you have come here. You will never be failed. You don't believe me? You don't believe me? Always the devil tempts us to desire wrong things. Wrong things. 
smoking, drinking, fooling girls here. This, you see them at Amrahia in the night around 2 a.m. They have mixed themselves with their dogs on the road. The dogs on the road, they have joined them drinking, having sex on the road. Yes. And you see, they wake up in the morning and there's an emptiness in their soul. There's nothing. You won't be full. The only thing that fills a man is righteous things. That's what the Bible says too. Only good things. If you desire to serve God, that's why you, you'll be disappointed. You desire to have Bibles to read. You desire to pray. You desire to forgive, to be kind. Those are the people who, get, who, who, who are never disappointed. But those who, look, anything that is wrong that you are chasing will lead you to brokenness. Blessed are they who should do hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are ye. Sorry. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. I told you last week. Was it last week? Then I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I don't mind repeating myself. You may be sitting here thinking that your greatest need is money or a job or a beloved in your case or a, a, a baby. You have been married and you need a pregnancy. Yeah. I'm telling you, your greatest need in life it's not money. The thing you need most in life is not a job. It is called mercy. You need mercy. Your need for mercy. Why? Because we are bad. <laughs> we are bad. Oh. We are bad. All of us. I'm the chief one. Baddest. <laughs> yes. We are evil. When Jesus was describing a human being, is it uh, Luke 11, 13? Is it Luke 11, 13? Yes. He was talking about, I mean, he was looking for a word to describe human beings. He was looking for a word to describe human beings. The only word he found was evil. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. It's like he said that you human beings, like, oh, like another word for human beings is evil. The synonym for human being is evil. There's, do you know synonyms and antonyms and homonyms? Yes. The synonym for human being is evil. Don't, don't be moved whether he's in a collar or wearing a cross. We are evil. That's our nature. Your next major activity may be an abominable activity. That's why David said, Oh Lord, if you were to mark iniquity, who shall stand? If you were to mark the register like some of you from this morning till now, it's just about two o'clock now. You've committed about five hundred sins. 
the, the sins you have committed in your head from morning you woke up to now. I'm not talking about tonight or next week. Just these few hours. The things you've done with your inside your head. Words you've spoken. Lies. People are dancing on the stage. You are not looking at a dancing. You are looking at something totally different. We are bad though. I mean, evil is... It's like, if ye then... Psalm 130 says, If you, Lord, should keep account of and treat us according to our sins, O Lord, who could stand? Which bishop? Which reverend? Which singer? Which instrumentalist? Which Gilbert? Gilbert... Gilbert or Obed or Grace bad that is why you need mercy you need to be able see mercy is an escape route from your weaknesses that God should just forgive you but he will never forgive you if you are not merciful he will show mercy. He will punish you. Yes. It's, it's, not, it's not like my, a poem I wrote, like Obed's poem. This is not a poem. It's the Bible. Matthew 5 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they, they, who are the they? The merciful. They shall obtain mercy. You don't want to show mercy. Anybody who crosses your path, what you do to the person. You too, when you cross God's path, what you will do to you, he will not be surprised. <laughs> Blessed are the merciful. Next, gratitude. Hmm. Blessed are they, are the pure in heart. And that's where we are today. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. And I told you last week that maybe nobody has told you, or you have not analyzed God enough, or the life enough to know that. What you are actually looking for is God's intervention. You need God to intervene. Write down, write down, write down, write down. What you need. You may not know that you are waiting on God. You are believing God for a breakthrough. To understand quadratic equations. To understand algebra. To understand some of you. When you read French, it's like French to you. French is like French. <laughs> Some people, French is like English. <laughs> yeah. So all of us, I am believing God for something. Oh yes. But you see, for they shall see God. I told you that these verses, this series, is about the attitude that leads to the beatitude. A beatitude is a blessing. So in this, for instance, the beatitude is they shall see God. Go to the previous verse. Let me show you the beatitude there. They shall obtain mercy. That is their blessing. A beatitude is a form of blessing. What's the previous beatitude? For they shall be failed. That's the blessing. Now, you must have an attitude to enjoy a beatitude. So the attitude here is you must have the attitude of hunger and thirst after righteousness. That is the attitude. And then the beatitude is, they shall, you, you shall be filled. The next attitude, verse, verse 7. 
the next attitude is meekness. If you have the attitude of meekness, you will enjoy the beatitude of inheriting the earth. So, every beatitude has an attitude. And I'm teaching you the attitude. Because if you, if you do the attitude, if you have the right attitude, you don't need to pray for the beatitude. It is already waiting for you. It's already waiting for you. So, the next verse. Blessed are they that mourn. No, um, up. Verse 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's the attitude. An attitude of hunger and thirst. Then it leads to the beatitude of what? Being what? Filled. Because most people are not filled. He has a wife, but he wants other women. Yes. She has a husband, but she's not full of a husband. Most people are not full. The only people who are filled in life are the people whose desire is for righteous things. So the attitude leads to a beatitude. So verse 7. Merciful is the attitude. And it leads to the beatitude of obtaining mercy. If you don't have the attitude of being merciful, and anybody who crosses your path, whether it's your mother or your wife or your friend or your husband, you must sort. Some of you are like postmasters. You sort out letters, sorting out. Everything must be sorted out. No, sometimes you might say, "It's okay, it's okay, it's okay." Sorry, I've forgiven you. Let's go. Let's play on. Let's go. Let's go. Even so, you won't have pimples on your face. Pimples. So today we are there. Today, what is the attitude? Next verse. To be pure in your heart. So that you will enjoy the beatitude of the all, the blessing of seeing God. Seeing God is not like God is wearing khaki shorts with a white beard is on the, on the throne and you can see God. No. For they shall see God means for they shall experience God. They shall experience the power of God. They shall experience the miracle of God. They shall experience the provision of God. They shall experience the kindness of God. They shall see God. Even, even in our normal English. You say, oh, I, I'm going to see my uncle. Meanwhile, when you see your uncle and you are coming, you have an iPhone. Or you have 1005. Yes. I'm going to see my big sister. You are in school. You oh, vacation uh, Saturday. I'm going to see my big sister. When you are returning, so seeing your big sister means jollof rice with meat and chofi and cocoa and, and nani. <laughs> so I, I, I'm saying that when you say you are seeing someone, it means something different. You can see the president and you come out with a job. So, for they shall see God. It's not just looking at somebody wearing white shorts. You shall experience the power of God. The healing of God. The intervention of God. The mercy of God. The kindness of God. Blessed are the people. That is why it is very, very important that you understand this one. See, let me tell you. Let me tell you. I've not told you. Can I tell you something? We'll be closing soon. 
what releases God's mysterious power into your life? Eh? It's not even just prayer. When your heart is pure, you won't even need to pray. I mean, we, we pray because we must pray. Pray for our souls, pray for the... But that, there are some things that, that's like some prayers some of you pray. It's because your heart is a polluted heart. So you don't see some blessings. And so you must pray for some blessings. But some people, they don't pray and they see it. So before you've prayed, I've even answered. Before you prayed. Yeah. That is how Hannah had been in Shiloh, been going there every year for, for some time. I don't know how many years, but the, that Shiloh we read in First Samuel 2 or whatever, it's not the first time. It was a habit to go to Shiloh every year. And since she got married in 1968, she has never had a child. That's Hannah. So she was in Shiloh praying. Talking to God. Oh God, I pray. My marriage. Father, my marriage. My Lord, give me a pregnancy. Touch my womb. Put the seed there, Lord. Oh God, oh God, the name of Jesus. And then the pastor entered the room. The pastor, Eli, entered the hall. Blessed are the pure in heart. Today I'm going to show you five pollutants. When your heart is polluted, everything that comes out is bitter. Is it Proverbs 4.23? Let's see what's there. Yes. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Guard it. <laughs> For it is out of your heart. Listen, it's not out of your MBA certificate. It's not out of your beauty. The issues of your life, that is, the blessings, your children, your job, your friends, your money, your, they, they, are, they, are, they are products of the fountain of your heart. Your MBA cannot get it. Look, people have MBA. Oh, there are jobs that people get it before they go for the interview. You are the one going for an interview. People get it before they, they get the interview. It's not your beauty, like your long hair. That makes a man say, I'll marry you. Ah, go around. You see that the women who have got husbands are not the Miss Church, Miss Area, Miss Mante Farms, Miss Adenta. They're not the nice ones. Or you don't, have you not seen beautiful girls without husbands? Or you don't know? You grow up. It's not the pretty girls who marry. Mommy. Mommy, it's not the pretty girls who marry. I beg you. It is not the pretty girls. I beg you. Bleaching your face, extending your hair, removing eyebrows, putting eyelashes there, changing the color of your lips. It's not what gives you a husband. The next beautiful woman you see on your way home is likely to be unmarried. The next married woman you see on your way home 
is likely to have a crumpled face. One eye is red, one eye is white. The teeth are arranged in a slanting order. Yes, but a man says that I, you are the one I like. Yes, because there is more to being attracted to a man than, than having curly hair. <laughs> Stupid girl. <laughs> Can you not see that women are becoming naked these days? I mean, the skirts are getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. The dress, the top dress is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Because any man, any man, whether he's an acrobat or an engineer, who sees a woman's thighs, Something will happen to the man. I'm not lying to you. No, I'm not lying to you. I'm not lying to you. So, 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 ideally, I'm teaching you. You may think I'm not teaching. Ideally, it is the women who have exposed most of their body who should be marrying. But when, yes! But when you go to town, it's that they are the ones who are not married. Mothers, what dresses? The neck is like this. This is a Catholic man's blouse. Stand up, let me show you. This is a Catholic man's blouse. This is it. Smile, just give them away. This is a, a Catholic man's blouse. The neck line. It's about 2.5 to 3 centimeters from the chin. Like this. The 21st century blouse. That's deep sea diving. The neckline has dived inside, in between the breasts. It's downstairs and... They say it, the, the, the blouse has taken a plunge. <laughs> it has taken a plunge. Still! You want to see God's power? You want God to help you in school? I mean, what you are doing, you want God to enter and affect what you are doing with his power? You want to see God? You want to experience God? Ha, then listen, today you came to church. I'm teaching you today. How to see God? For they shall see God. They, they, not them, they, these, those, not those, these, twice, dice, these ones, they, 
those whose hearts are pure. They shall see God. Oh, I, I, I understand this verse here. It's too nice. A lot of people have got polluted hearts. And they pray and they don't. As I was talking about Hannah. Hannah could have come back the following year to Shiloh without a child. As she was praying, the pastor came and said, you are drunk. Hannah could have said, what nonsense is this? You won't pray for me. I'm praying myself. You, the man of God, you come. You know, you're not even spiritual to know that I'm in the spirit. You are a canal pastor. If you, why should alcohol cross your mind? <laughs> Hannah could have been bored and said, I'm going, I'm going. I'm taking my bag. I'm going. Take your chair. Oh, take your chair. I'm going. But that was not Hannah. That was not Hannah. She explained to the pastor that it's not that she is drunk. And she opened the mouth and said, smell. <laughs> is it alcohol? No. <laughs> he said, my, my, my soul is in sorrow. I've been married for how many years? To be pregnant even and miscarry. I've not even been pregnant to miscarry. That's why I'm praying here. So they have drank. If it were you, you'd have left the church. I mean, can I call some of you here like, you, you are, why are you drunk? Like, Grace is singing, and as we are all dancing, I come and say, why are you drunk? Why are you dancing like a drunken person? Leave the service. So, Bishop, check my mind. Ha, ha, have I drunk? And I say, don't blow that waga on me. Hannah refused to be offended. She refused it. She refused to be hurt. Thank you, my darling. That's why I'm sharing with you today five things that can pollute your heart and prevent you from experiencing God. And the first one is what I'm talking about already. Hurts and offenses. It pollutes you and look, it defiles you. How is it possible that you can see somebody and something bitter comes from your throat into your tongue? Onto your tongue. It's like some 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 bitter liquid. Have you not experienced before? You you are so angry with somebody. When you see the person, some some bitter water comes into your mouth. Your heart begins to one pastor was talking about. an assistant pastor who broke away from his heart from his church as he was talking he began to shake it's like he was dying yes you are young you've not seen life temptation in life is not only a woman coming to tempt you or a boy tempting you you can be tempted to be offended And you will see God. How did Peter, out of the twelve, how did Peter become so mighty and great among the twelve to take over from Christ? How did Peter see God's promotion? There were twelve, but Peter rose up to be a leader. He was the one who was called Satan. 
He was the one who was called Satan. He said, no, you call me Satan, I'll not be offended. I'm cool. It's all right, I'll be around. Can your pastor call you Satan and you'll be here? So, 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 so some of, and, and, and it happens. In marriage, in business, in school, people's hearts are offended. Yeah, offended. They, they don't know how to even make an excuse for someone. And it, it's amazing that as they are offended, they are praying, oh, but they don't know that they will never see God because their heart... Do you do experiment in form one potassium permanganate? You put it in water, an experiment to show diffusion. Plain water, you pour a color, it's purple color. It changes the color of the water from clear to purple. Listen very carefully. Those of you who are now coming, the service time has changed. If you want to come for this service, better rearrange yourself. It's no more that type of four o'clock dancing and it's 1.30 we are here. If you want to be here, then come early. <laughs> Say amen. Say amen. When somebody hurts you, my darling, heal. Otherwise, you will not see God. Your heart is no more pure. Your heart is no more clear. The water in your heart has got potassium permanganate in it. Be careful. Francis, I won't talk to you. I don't talk to you. I don't do this. Learn it. I'm, tell, I'm telling you. Blessed, the attitude is to have a pure heart. And the beatitude is that you will see God. Not God in wearing white jeans or white beard. You see the power of God. You see the miracles, the intervention of God. Only people, that's why some of you are surprised at. The testimonies people say because you don't expect them to have such testimonies because in your mind people who outwardly look nice are those who should have such testimonies but god looks at the heart god told samuel when he was cho- uh, choosing david and he chose uh, uh, abinadab uh, he chose whoever first and second and so on and david was not there god told him i don't look at skirt and blouse i don't look at the hair color of someone. If I'm, if God is looking at you, it, like I'm looking at you, I can see your dress. But God, He sees inside your heart. Like, like if you use, if you go and stand in a machine, an X-ray machine, and I'm looking at you with the X-ray machine, I won't see your face. I'll see your bones. I'll see your skull. I won't, I won't see your liver. I won't see. I'll just see your, your bones. So based on what you are using to look at the thing, you may see flesh or you may see bones. There's another machine, when you stand inside, it only will show your blood vessels. No bones, not just arteries and veins moving. So when God also sees, he doesn't see that you are short or you are fair. He, he, he only sees hearts. If you, are, if you see God blessing someone, God is, has looked at the person's heart. That is how David was so lifted up. He had the chance when Saul was chasing him. He had the chance to drive a knife into Saul's chest. He said, never. I will never touch a man God has anointed. Not me. You can kill him, but not me. When God saw it, that you had the chance to kill your enemy and you let him go. He said, I'm going to bless you. 
going to bless you. So watch out for offenses and hurt, especially girls and the boys who are like girls. Number two. Hmm. That's the, number two, the second thing that can destroy your heart and make your heart impure is bitterness. Actually, that thing I said is not even offenses and hurts about water that comes into your it's, It is bitter. When you are bitter, you are so bored with somebody. When you see the person, another water or another type of taste enters your mouth. Bitterness. Because when you don't forgive, when you are hurt and you are offended by your friend, you have been friends and she does something or your birthday, she doesn't call you or she doesn't visit you or she doesn't send a text or give you a card that you have marked her. No. Learn to let people go because when you do that, the next thing is bitterness. Now, let me show you, let me read a scripture to you. That, that will convince you not to be bitter. Acts. Chapter 8. In Acts 8, a certain man appears called Simon the sorcerer, a magician. When he saw Paul working miracles, he wanted to give money. Verse 7. Uh, Philip, I, so so this is Philip, verse eight. Sorry, uh, yes. Philip went to Samaria. Sorry, not Paul. Philip, sorry. And then Philip went to Samaria. So he went to do miracles there. Now it was there that he met this man called Simon the magician. Now when he met Simon the magician, go on. Next verse. Nine, verse 9. Simon the magician, the sorcerer, who had been in Samaria bewitching people. Verse 10. Everybody said this man was a great man. Simon. Don't forget Simon the magician. Verse 11. 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Verse 13. Then Simon himself believed also. This is Simon the sorcerer. He believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and the signs that were done. So he got born again, just like most people in Samaria. This magician also gave his life to Christ and joined, was with Philip. So the miracles, the power of God, this, the, this magician was seeing the, the, the miracles of God. Wow. Verse 14. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, 15. And so on. Now, if you go to verse 23. Um, verse 20, sorry. 
But Peter said unto him, go to the previous verse, 19. I told you that Simon the sorcerer was working with PM. What was his name? Philip. Philip it's Acts 8 is when Philip went to Samaria. So, in verse 18 of Acts 8, you see, when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, because remember that Philip is the one who was in Samaria, but they sent Peter and John to join him. So, we have Philip, we have Peter, and we have John. And this magician, former magician, who is now born again, was among them. So he's born again now, has received Christ. But as he was there and he was seeing Peter laying hands, Philip, John, the power of God, blind are seen, lame are walking, power of God, wow. Then he offered them money. The magician offered them money. What, why did he give the money? He said, give me also this power that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive. Because he was amazed to see Peter lay hands. And people like, he carry a baba and dalababa. I shite a bite a bite a baba. He guru 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 guru. So, so it's like power of God. Blind are being healed. And as he was standing there, he realized that he didn't have that power. How do you get that power? He's, he felt that if he could give Paul money. He would uh, say, uh, what's the name? Peter or Philip or John. He could also get some of the power. Verse 20. Give me this money. But Peter said to him, Thy money perish with thee. To think that you can buy the gift of God with money. You think you can purchase anointing with money. You cannot purchase anointing with money. He said, your money perish with you. Now, but as Peter was stuck addressing Simon the magician, I'm sure he had a word of knowledge. That, you see, what he had done was abnormal. And sometimes there are people around they are born again, they are in church, but they, they do abnormal things. I mean, it, it would never occur to me when I see Bishop laying hands on people, people have been healed, to give him money to get power. This man was born again, but a, an idea crossed his mind. Give Peter money, he will, he will get some power. You see, but, but as Peter was speaking, he had the word of knowledge. I'm talking about Bitterness. What will lead a singer in the church to start chasing somebody's husband? Like as we are in church, the singer is in a hotel with somebody. What will let a, a, a shepherd in the church going to write an exam and he and his mother will go and see a fetish priest to a, a boy shepherd oh, a member shepherd he's got beads around his waist to go and write maths, maths one 
some things are very so so when 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 peter really ah but what no this is not no i mean we are all some way we send but even the idea that you can buy with money the idea that you can be here and be fornicating the idea that you can be in church you are a shepherd and you are heavily on pornography it's like you are into caribbean girls and chinese pornography how how verse 21 verse 21 watch it he said mommy can you give me new living translation i'm teaching now he said you can have no part in this for your heart the source of your behavior it's not that you are a magician who wants to have power and so on. Something is wrong with your heart. It's not pure. Your heart is not right with God. Go back to King James. 21. Thou hast neither partner, for thy heart is not right. Your heart is not pure. And in the case of Simon the magician, look at it. What was the reason for the, for, for the heart problem? 22. Repent of this wickedness and pray if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven thee. That his heart is not pure. But in the case of Simon the magician, who was giving money to Peter for power to heal the sick, what was the real... Yeah, yeah. His heart was not pure. But what was the real problem? Next verse. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. In the spirit, I can see that you are a bitter man. You are a bitter woman. Because your behavior is not normal. When you don't forgive, when you walk in offenses, the next thing that happens and affects your heart is bitterness. And when you become bitter, it says you are in the bond, like the chains of sin. You, 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 you commit sin without any... I mean, you do unbelievable things. You are a boy chasing a boy. You are in love. You are in love with a boy. Abnormal. You were a girl in the church. For the past two weeks, you've fallen in love with another girl. You visit her, you see her, over and so on and so on. Nothing has happened, but you are in love with a girl. When you go into it, you realize that you have some bitterness against your mother. Bitterness against your father who did not pay your fees. I'm telling you. Bitterness towards Reverend Kobe for a certain message he preached or some facing he faced you. It's like when you see him, he said, You are in the gall. Gall. I don't know whether you know gall bladder. It's something around the liver. Yes. When you are killing an animal, you must make sure it doesn't burst. Because if it bursts, the whole meat is spoiled. Some of you, a gallbladder has burst over your life. We cannot touch, we cannot enjoy you. Your face is acidic. 
You don't smile. You don't chat. You are some way. Nobody enjoys your company because God bladder has best over your emotions. We are having a church service. Today, learn to forgive. Let go. Let go. Forgive your mother. Forgive your father. Forgive your sister. Forgive your teacher. Forgive that boy who proposed and uh, uh, before he knew it, he was chasing another girl. Your, your friend. I am talking about bitterness. Something can happen to you. Eh? There are some of you, even in church, there are some places you don't pass. Yeah. If you want to go, if you are some of you who sit in front, you want to use the bathroom. The road is here. But there's a boy sitting on the fourth row at the back. That boy, when you see him, it's like your heart beats. So you go round to Mante Farms and use Roxel Bush to come to toilet. Jump the wall. I, I sense that there is some bitterness about you towards your husband. Because to offer money to get power is abnormal. What your behavior is not right. And you see, if you go into people's lives, there is bitterness in their lives. And their hearts are polluted. What somebody gets and it's working, only you, you get it and it's not working because they have poured poison into your heart. The poison of bitterness. Bitterness. Careful. Learn to forgive. Learn to say, I've forgiven you. It's okay. Let's move on. He proposed to you as going to marry somebody else. Move on. Don't sit in your room and... and, and uh, uh, Go outside and go and get some sticks and tie the stick and make the stick into a human being. Then you knock the head in, in the spirit. The guy's head is putting him in the house. You pierce the stick with a needle. Then you have some pains in the stomach. Are you a magician? your heart and destroys you you will never see God are impure thoughts yes some time ago I used to think that it's just the boys you know this type of boys who are into girls and a boy sees a girl and his mind is on some son the girls are worse the girls are worse Thoughts. Second Corinthians six seventeen. Second Corinthians six seventeen. Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Impure thoughts arise from touching things which are unclean. 
Yes. A lady pastor, this woman, a, 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 a lady evangelist, a lady reverend, lady pastor, an anointed woman, whatever. As far as I am concerned, she's an unclean thing. Because she's somebody's wife. I can't sit in the church and be examining her buttocks. Come out! Some of you are in wrong relationships. Come out! I'm not talking about I'm not talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, though. I'm talking some of you even friends. That you are a girl with some girls in your life. They pollute you. be friends with somebody who passes negative comments about the church I mean it gets worse if the person is even in the church and is making comments that are uncharitable about the church how is it possible somebody can be in church with us here and cause you you lighthouse people I mean what do you mean I'm talking about impure. So when I say impure thoughts, I'm not talking about sexual thoughts or th- thoughts that are not right. It's not right to have certain thoughts about Bishop Dagwood Mills. Certain thoughts about Adenta Church. Certain thoughts about First Love. Certain thoughts about the songs. Don't, don't, don't have such thoughts. It's like, come out from among them. Sup and be ye separate. Because you will not see God. You will not see God. You'll be around. You'll be in church. You'll be around. But the power of God, the grace of God, the blessing of God, you won't see that blessing. You won't see that blessing. And touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you. I will receive you. Verse 18. And I will be a father to you. And ye shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord God Almighty. Come out. Look, those people are, don't, don't have friends who are into pornography. They send you some and you also send them some. Come out of that. And I'm, I'm saying, mommy, I'm not talking about some worldly club so. I'm talking about church. You may even be a pastor. Be alert. Be ready to catch yourself. Don't entertain some things. Hey! Bad thoughts. Charlie, the way the world is going, Charlie, honestly, I mean, you can tell. I mean, even look at uh, uh, Sister Emma. She's on the stage. Look at Sister Emma. At her age, her beauty, she doesn't have a husband. There's no hope for us. So tell any boy who comes and says, Isaac is that no, let us just join and just, just go. This pastor, he has got his wife is in the house, and he's just saying it should be pure and be pure in heart and pure in spirit. What nonsense is that? <laughs> Come out! Separate yourself. Don't allow them. 
Look, everybody here, there is somebody in your life who is not correct. Cut off! You see, there is a time, eh? You give people benefit of the doubt. Okay, you know, let's do this. And it's okay. But when you persistently say, this person, eh? If you continue in his perimeter or in her perimeter, something very bad, some very, something bad is from this direction. Minya, come out! Come out. You see, the preamble, the foundation I laid about this point, this beatitude is that all of us are looking for God. (laughs) You may not believe it. Neither has it maybe not occurred to you, but you are believing God for something. You are trusting God for something to happen to you. For your life. For success in school. Next semester school fees. Your health. We are all believing God for something. Everybody. But some people will never see God. Because your heart, your heart is either full of hurts, offenses, bitterness, impure thoughts. Impure thoughts. Don't be among people who are always suggesting evil. Why should he be interested in knowing whether you are a virgin or you are not a virgin? I mean, what has it got to do with the basal meeting? Everybody should listen. Listen very carefully. As we are here doing praise and worship, dancing and singing, you will meet your pollutant very soon. Pollutant. You, you, I, I don't know, you guys, you don't come to share your testimonies. But some of you will come. You will be in church here and find a girl here who drinks and would want to lure you into alcoholism. A girl. Begins to show interest, friends, friends. Before you know, not to, the, the girl is into another life totally that we don't know about. Impure. I am giving you the, the free pass to come out. You don't owe every church member friendship. You don't owe every church member friendship. You do not. Oh, I'm, see, I'm talking about how you can see God. Blessed are the pure in heart. This, I, I, well, sorry, I, I should have asked a question before uh, preaching this. Whether you want to see God. See, I, I'm preaching from my perspective. because I, I want to see God powerfully, badly. If you are here and you have any plan of seeing God's power, at work in your health, your education, 
your school, your whatever, your family, your parents, how they are fighting, you are believing God for something, then better watch your heart. Blessed are those whose hearts are pure. That's why you see, you always advise him. Forgive him. Flow, just say sorry. Say sorry. As a pastor, I'm the bishop of this church. I've said sorry. There's somebody even, I knelt down. Say, forgive me. Yes. For nothing, no. For nothing. For, 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 when I said, for, for, for minus. Your heart. Sometimes you may need to even say sorry to the person who has even offended you. Yes. It's, it's okay. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Let's be friends. It's okay. It's okay. Believe God, though. Small, small. Game. Don't be walking about with bitterness. You will behave abominably like Simon the sorcerer. You will give money. You will try to buy the things of God with money. A time may come, you may want to sleep with the, with the, with, with, with the choir director to sing the lead. Even for the, the thoughts of it will occur to you. To, to have sex with the choir director so that he will let you sing the lead. It's like your mind is anti-clockwise. It's moving anti-clockwise. Come out. Not everywhere is good for you. Even in the church. Not everywhere is good for you. There's nothing wrong with going near people. But when you go near a person, you see that this person doesn't even pray. Doesn't read her Bible. Doesn't read his Bible. Doesn't read books. I mean, you go to the person's house, lighthouse member is reading a rhapsody of realities. It's like he's not even a lighthouse member. Come out. Come out. Look, you cannot change people. Oh. Look, and listen to the man talking to you. Me, one of the things I believe is not only that Christ will come down, but I believe that people can change. So I go bizarre lengths to get people to change. But I've come to one opinion that some people will never change. Never. Don't have a mind as we are all here, we, look, some of you, in some 10 years, 8 years, you'll be a pastor in this service. You'll be pastoring. You'll be preaching. But, I'm um, sorry, don't clap. Not, not everybody is in, not everybody, everybody is here wants to be a pastor. People just come in the afternoon. It's like Sunday, he watches in the morning, goes to the market, and then comes for flaming fire. No, it, it, it's a service. I'm having a service. I've had three services. This is my fourth service I'm preaching in. So you don't need to come Go anywhere. That's a church service we're having here. We've given offerings. We have sang the choir, sang. We've done prison. It's a church service. But there are people here who may not, who may not believe in the things you believe in. Number four. Let me just give you the fourth one and we'll close. The things that pollute your heart. 
evil advice. You know, there is nothing like having a problem and receiving advice from somebody who is quoting scriptures, sharing the word of God. It refreshes you. When I talk about evil counselor, the first thing I want to say is that you owe it to yourself to know the word of God. Somebody's advice can block you from seeing God. It can pollute your mind. Don't be around people who encourage you to do evil. Sometimes an evil idea can occur to you. Like as I'm walking up and down, I've seen Sister Grace's phone and some temptation, like to just pocket the phone and just continue preaching. You know, I'll just uh, take a bag and just put my hand inside and just take the phone. It's an idea. And, and uh, it's, it's strong. Then I'll go and ask Reverend Kobe, Charlie, Rebel, I mean, each time I pass by, it's like a phone. So I just feel like, if, if, if I took it once and maybe put it down, then Reverend Kobe said, oh, that's nothing. But you have a phone there. Just go, when you go to the toilet area, just confess to God that, Father, forgive me my sins and so on. Phone there. Oh, I, Bishop, I thought you were talking about iPad. Oh, but phone. But in Grace's phone, it's not new. It, it is rather Emilia who has bought a new phone. I will even show you how you can also corner that one. When advice is coming to you, eh, you must have the ability to know that this advice is wrong. Because all it is coming to do in your life is to pollute your heart. Second Samuel. And we end with this. 13. Verse 1. It came to pass that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. So from chapter 1, I said chapter 1, from verse 1 alone, you know that something bad is about to happen. Why? Because who is Tamar? Tamar, go back to verse 1. Who is Tamar? Go back to verse 1. Tamar is the is the brother, uh, is the sister of a son of David. A son of David. His sister. That is, let's not talk too long. A daughter of David. Tamar is what? Is, is, is what? A daughter of David. Because a boy is a son and a girl is a daughter. So when another person who is a son of David is about to fall in love with a daughter of David. It means something is going to happen. Something very bad. You're in your house, oh? Impure thoughts. A son of David has fallen in love with a daughter of David. How many of you are aware that something bad is about to happen? Like, verse 1 is a bad verse. Now, this is where I end, and I want to tell you this, that as we live our lives, 
whether you are in church or you are not in church. Such ideas can occur to you. We are human beings. They will occur to you. You will sit in the church and have some feelings towards your shepherd. Or you go and visit your sheep. And the feeling you have is that you want to smooch the sheep. I am, I am, I am ending. I'm saying something again. Listen, that as we are all serving God, we are in the church dancing and singing and doing outreach and preaching and following up. There will be times uh, you will not believe the idea that will occur to you. In fact, I don't want to even give you ideas. I don't want to give you ideas. Because we are flesh. We are evil. I told you, the synonym for human being is evil. The synonym. Jesus taught us that. If ye then, being human beings, or he didn't want to use so many words, so... He wanted wanted another word for human beings. If ye then, being human, that you didn't want to use human, because sometimes the way you are speaking, you want to use another word. So if ye then, he didn't want to also use animals. So it's like, if ye then, being evil, it's like another word for human being is evil. Evil thoughts occur to us. But... You must know the people you can go to to neutralize the wicked ideas. You must know where you can take advice. Yes. Somebody came to me today crying. Said, I am leaving my husband. She has been chasing me for the past two weeks. I want to see you. I need to see you. I have to see you. Said, are you sick? Said, no, I need to see you. Okay, come today. What did she come to say? I'm, I, I'm leaving the marriage. I'm going. Somebody I've not seen in about a year. I'm going. So we sat down. By the time she was leaving, she was smiling. She was hopeful. Because she knows that there is no way she will be in my life and take that decision. Unless it is a it is a dangerous marriage where you can wake up one 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 man was asleep, husband with his wife, of course, married. Ah, and the bed, you know, this wooden bed with a headboard, wooden headboard. Was it wooden or cushion? I, 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 but he was asleep in the morning. When he woke up, his wife was not there. She was sitting in a chair, and there was a knife stuck in the headboard. Knife, a, like a like a dagger. And the woman was sitting in the chair. True story. She coolly said, that knife you are seeing, if you don't do what I want you to do, you may not wake up next time. I want to just inform you that such a thing is around. (laughs) Such a problem is around. True story. 
headboard. There was a shiny knife inside the headboard. Hey! So no, there's nothing bad happening. I just want you to know that such things are in the house. So, so if you if you persistently don't flow with what I'm asking you to do, you may one day not wake up. The man ran away from the house. Eh? Even me, I will not advise you to stay in that house. Me, me. Even if you are my enemy, I won't advise you to be in that house. It's not every problem you say you are going. But she knew that if she finds me, because see, a, a, a bad idea occurring to you will occur to all. But there must be someone you should feel free to go to whose advice can bump out your bad stinking thinking. But there is someone also who is there that if you go and tell the person, you know, I, I want to tell you that for the past two months, I, I, I feel I've fallen in love with Reverend Kobe, but I don't know how to say it. And they say, oh, let's sit down, let's sit down, let's sit down. But that's not a problem. I'm sure he also likes you. So, um, from now on, you have to change the way you dress and so on. Especially, and also, uh, they are doing intimate counseling these days. So, see Reverend Comic Secretary and let them know that there's an emergency you want to have. Some emergency discussions, some counseling, intimate counseling. And that day, when you are going, wear the brassier, which is like lace. And. Uh, and Reverend Kobe is in the office, oh, sweating. <laughs> but there is also another sister that you can go and tell. You know, I've been feeling some things. What? Kneel down. Let's pray. Kneel down. Lay down right now. Hurry up. Kneel down. Lift your two hands. What? You said what? Oh, what did you say again? You, you, what? Um, I think I'm in love with Reverend Kobe. <laughs> Lift your two hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I cast the spirit. Every dragon, every dog spirit, every serpent, uh, give me oil. Give me three bottles of oil. Yes. Are they not two different people? The one encouraging you to wear a, a lace brazier and the ones laying hands on you. Which one will you go to when a certain bad idea occurs to you? Blessed are the pure in heart. One group that can destroy you is people who you go to them and talk about. I mean, I, I don't understand why they should take two offerings. They took one, they took again. And even when they are the offering, they wouldn't even allow us to give one. They will come and stand and say, 100 Ghana, 200 Ghana. But why, why? Then you also reply, I mean, I don't know. I've been thinking about all these things all this time. But I mean, these type of things, I mean, no, it's okay. So you leave them. I mean, I won't give in. You know, these things, not everything you say that, you know, they say this loyalty, loyalty, loyalty things. I mean, oh! But there's a brother who will sit down with you and explain. 
there's a reason for first offering. There's a reason for second offering. And even if I had the time, we should take third offering because the more you give, Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. In the morning, sow thy seed. In the evening, withhold not. So I'm saying that as for bad ideas, we all experience them. But there is somebody you can go to who will not encourage the bad idea from coming on. Unfortunately, Amnon did not get that advice. Look at it. A son of David is now in love with the daughter of David. And Ammon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. Yeah. You can desire a boy till you fall sick. Your temperature rises. Not from malaria parasites, but from male parasites. Not malaria, male. He fell sick. They called the nurse, put a thermometer under his tongue. It was 47. 47. He fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. Clap your hands, oh, clap. See? You know, don't, don't, don't judge. Don't judge people. You see, not, not knowing that Amnon isn't a bad person. I mean, an idea has occurred to you, go and have sex with your shepherd. But then you tell yourself that it's wrong. Shut up. I bind you. You sit and get away. Because apparently, Amnon knew that you can't do anything to this girl. It's alright. But he had a feeling for her. But he knew that there's no way on earth. But the problem of Amnon was that he did not wisely seek counsel. The person he went to see was the match in the flame of diesel fuel of uh, petrol. Verse 4. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab. May God deliver you from Jonadab friendships who destroy your ministry. Yes. You come and sing Rubbish song on on the stage, and we bless you. Reverend, come bless you, or I sack all of you. Then as you are going, we say, they don't even know how we suffer to rehearse. And Bishop Ogun, the one he just talks by heart. But me, I know. I'm surprised you are now seeing it. That man, the way he touches everything is just. Hey! Come out from them. Do not have, look, that I have dissolved the choir, flames. It's painful. But you must talk to somebody who will explain your foolishness to you. If you yourself cannot explain yourself, you must fi- don't find somebody who will rather let you feel that the pastors are unreasonable. I'm telling you, they, they are everywhere. They are at the back, they are on the left, they are in front. They are to the side. We call them Jonadabs. You will not believe their ideas. Look, if they will not appreciate our singing, look, 
Maybe the, the other time, even the, I was, uh, one of my friends came to me. He said there was something happening at ICGC. And when we went and I sang, I, I didn't even sing the lead. I was at the back, but the leader heard my voice. And he, he was saying that, ah, he's not heard from me. He, he asked me how many al- albums I've produced. And I said, oh, I've not produced any album. So as we are here, they will not appreciate us. Look, Mary, let's, let's go to ICGC. But there is someone who will bomb such stupid idea from your head. May God deliver you from Jonadab or Jonadabia spirit. If it's a girl, the girl is Jonadabia. Now let's let's end. Let's read. You you see ideas. I'm talking about evil counsel. They pollute your hearts. Yes, you come to your house and say. Let's sleep uh, together. Let, let's have sex. So, oh, hey, so, oh, the worst thing is that you'll be pregnant. I brought a, a medicine, one tablet. Just keep it. When we finish, go and take it. Take one in the evening, another in the evening, uh, tomorrow morning, and insert one after four hours. It's like a herbalist who is giving medication. We are now about to read an idea which has not occurred to a man with a feeling. It has until he meets somebody who's, who is carrying evil advice. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonathan, the son of Shimea, David's brother. And Jonathan was a very subtle man. Give me another translation to, to see what subtle means. He was very crafty, like a snake. I've met people like that. I mean, as he's with you, eh, you may think he's a Christian. Oh, yeah. They will, they, they, will, they, they will act. I mean, they are actors. They will act prayerful. They will act like they soak Makanen. They will act like they listen to Christian music. But at the core of their behavior is an unbeliever who is an actor. Who's an actor? We call it Hippocrates. Actors. He was subtle. Subtle people, eh? You will never know who they are until they reveal themselves. They can be around you and marry you. That After marriage, that you will see who he is. Yeah. I had a, a church member in a church I was pastoring. Those days, we had what we call, like, I don't know how we call it, like uh, a club that wrote poems and articles, you know, literature club or something club in the church. And we had at the door, we had this glass, whatever. And he was the one, he was the um, editor. He was in the church. Editor. He was the one who was nailing, uh, I said nailing, pinning the things in the notice board. He did it. Uh-huh. Prayer, he's there. Fasting. I mean, he's a church member. I mean, you could think of him as even a pastor to be. In the church, in the church, in the church. Then he got to marry one of my lead singers. I'm not joking. They married. Had a wedding. I officiated. Beautiful wedding. Honeymoon. They came back. Once. Twice. I wasn't seeing the man again. I said, hey. Stella. Where is your husband? Oh, 
this one, he said he was not feeling well. He said he would come. Okay. Next week, Tuesday, this brother who was in church, I'm talking about subtle people, that you need dreams and visions in the night for God to reveal the devil that has come around you. That if you are using your eyes, if you are judging with your eyes and your ears and your feelings, <laughs> to cut a long story short, he stopped church. The wife was always in church. And the wife came to me and said, my husband, now, when you open the fridge, that's the first time, years ago, that's when, when me, I don't know, I heard, Wobadana. first time, it's the girl who told me. He said, I said, what is that? Is it tablet? Say no. It's a chemical. Say it's in the fridge. The man who was doing the literary, whatever, literature, whatever, articles, Christian poems. He was not born again. May the Lord show you subtle people who come around. Yes. Yeah, I met somebody like that. I met somebody cry. By the time, I mean, after, first month, one month, within a month, God had given me two major dreams. Oh, yes. Major dreams. So, me, all the time, you know, as I was there, I was already armed. I knew exactly who I was dealing with. But you see me, I'll bend. A phlegmatic who is bending, you may think it's an acrobat. Phlegmatic who is bending. Bend, sir. But the person thought that he's got a fool. May God reveal to you which journal that is in your life. I'm talking about blessed are the pure in heart. They are the ones who see God's power intervening. If your heart is not pure, forget about it. Jonadab was crafty. Next verse and we are closing. He said to him, Why are you, you are the king's son. King David's son. Being the king's son, lean. Why are you lean from day to day? Will you not tell me? And Amnon mistakenly said, May you not tell the wrong person something which is close to your heart. May God show you who to talk to. Sometimes such people there, the, this subtle, crafty type of people, they can get you to open your heart and pour yourself. But when they get the things they want to get, they begin to show you power. You are already weak. Amnon should have gone to tell uh, Hosea or Nehemiah that he had fallen in love with his sister, uh, but not Jonadab. I said Amnon should have gone to speak to Hosea or uh, Esau or Jacob, but not Jonadab. He said, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. If Jonadab was a type of it, I said, Charlie, kneel down. Hey, go to the king. Bring, me, bring o- o- olive oil. Some, kneel, lift your two hands. But listen to what he said. Jonadab said to him, these are ideas. Oh, I'm talking about evil ideas. 
ideas that will let you stop church ideas that will let you sleep with somebody's husband ideas that will let you begin to fornicate for money to buy books for school he said lay thee down give me proper english don't disturb my preaching well jonadab said i'll tell you what to do i'll tell you what to do i'm encouraging you to sleep with your sister go back to bed and pretend you are ill when your father comes to see you ask him to let tama come and prepare some food for you tell him you will feel better if she prepares it as you watch and feeds you with her own hands. Amnon, in hundred years, would never have had such ideas. Beware of people who give you ideas, who lead you into evil that you are, you have not imagined it. But before you know it, ah! But I'm watching pornography. This is pornography I'm watching. Ah, what are you talking about? This is, this is pornography. It's not like uh, some uh, whatever uh, tuition or some curriculum or this. What are, this thing is not is pornography you have sent me from today. There was a man in a movie. If he wants to kill you, he just uses sword and do. That's all. Learn to use your sword to cross some sisters. Learn to use your sword. Listen, you'll be amazed that in the, in the palace are Jonadabs. In the palace. In the church, in, among the dancers, among the singers, among the church people, among the shepherds, among the pastors, are people with advice that will shock you. And all of it is to pollute your heart. Because once your heart is not pure, you cannot see God. You can't see God's power. You can't see God's help. You can't see God's intervention, God's provision, God's deliverance, God's healing. And you are just left at the mercy of yourself and your enemy who will decide to leave you for today. But may the Lord deliver you from the distraction that lies waste at noonday. May he deliver you from impurities of the heart. May he mercifully draw you away from anyone who comes into your life to worsen the already bad state you are in. Whose suggestion? Rather, look, look. I was going to say something, but maybe later on. I won't, I won't say it. But be careful. And I'm not talking about people in town. I'm not talking about we smokers in town or the people who are clubbing. I'm talking about here, the church. Not everybody sitting by you is a proper person. Be very careful. Watch people whose advice, whose advice leads you away from God, away from your pastor, away from church, away from peace. Whose advice make you bitter beware of people who introduce unforgiveness lead you to bitterness make you have impure thoughts and give you evil counsel all these things will change the color of your heart may god make you a forgiving girl 
forgive your father, forgive your mother, forgive your friend, forgive anybody who entered your life with something you were not expecting. May the Lord have mercy on us. Rise your feet and let's close. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They shall experience God, His power, His mercy, His provision. Blessed. Lift your two hands as we close. Lift your two hands and speak to God. Speak to God now. Say, Lord, remove bitterness from my heart. Wash it away. Send the blood of Jesus to wash away bitterness from my life. Yes. Lord, we, we ask for deliverance from bitterness, oh God. We ask for deliverance from bitterness.